Welcome to podcast number three of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes with my co-host, Nathan Ruby. Hey, hey Tim. Hey, it's good to be back with you today. Uh, we're going we're gonna to dive in some more with the uh, relationship side of things as, as we lead nonprofits. And I just want to mention before we kind of maybe do the intro of the session is, you know, what are we trying to do here? Some, uh, some skills or some challenges that will help you be better as you lead your nonprofit, especially if you're just starting off. Uh, that's really our heart. We want to encourage those new nonprofit leaders to kind of build a good foundation and, and move forward. So as you listen to us and as we talk back and forth, that's what's in our minds. We want to we want to be able to encourage and help and um, yeah, just make you a better leader as much as we and, can. And to not be boring too. Yeah, that's right. A little challenge, but we'll give it a shot here. So anyway, <laughs> well, we started talking about relationships that it's important to have as a nonprofit leader. And in today's session, we're going to cover something that is near and dear to my co-host's heart, and that is our relationships with donors. Now, I know that some of you listening, this may be a topic that is maybe a little foreign. It's like, oh, no, what have I got myself into? Or maybe even a little scary. And I know that that used to be me and it still is me sometimes. But uh, I got to say, after hanging around Nathan for a decade or so, um, I don't feel quite that way anymore. And uh, yeah, so he's got a few good things he wants to share with us today. Nathan, you gave me a phrase for today. And that key phrase is mission takes margin. So why don't you dive into that for us? Help us understand what that even means. Well, thanks, Tim. And, you know, you are have just come light years ahead of where you were 10 years ago when we first met. So you're just doing all right in your fundraising. <laughs> so, you know, mission takes March. That's a phrase that, uh, that I learned several years ago. I was working for an executive director. That was a great fundraiser. It's great executive director. I learned a lot from him, but that was a phrase that he used. And he used that a lot when he was talking to board members and to other people within the organization, when we were talking about how important fundraising is. And even if your organization is predominantly a volunteer run organization, or, or if you have paid staff either way, it doesn't make any difference. You still need budget dollars. You still need revenue to be able to pay for supplies or to be able you know, it's kind of nice when you flip the light switch that the that the light actually comes on, right? You know, every organization has expenses and bills that need to be paid. And so it it, it nothing happens until somebody makes a gift. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of that phrase is just to let people remember that that revenue and fundraising is important. And the other day I was out on the, out on the internet and I was working, uh, trying to do some research and I was actually on my LinkedIn account and I started seeing, and maybe it's just that all of the fundraising people that I'm connected with on LinkedIn, but there was so much noise out there on, you know, fundraising this, and you have to do it this way. And you have to do it this way. No, try this, no, try that. And it, it was overwhelming and even for me, who's been doing this for 20 plus years, it was really confusing. And I think what you really need to know, if there's one thing that you take away from this podcast today, is that the best thing you could do for fundraising as an executive uh, director is building relationships with your donor. You know, I just reminded, maybe I've said this before, but it, I've never forgotten this. I used to work for uh, a boss who was the president of our organization. And he used to say, 
you know, we're not in it for the money, but if we don't have money, we're not in it. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we can, we can be excited about programs, excited about the work we're doing, which I hope you are. But if we don't have the resources, we're not able to do that great work. And so this aspect uh, of fundraising and donors relationships with them is really, really important. And I think as we, as we think about this, there are maybe um, if we have to kind of be simple or break it down a little bit, there's, there's some, a mindset that we need to have as we go into this, some, some key ways that we need to think about this whole, this whole aspect of, of the donors that we're going to connect with. So uh, Nathan, why don't you talk a little bit about that? What are, what are some things we should be thinking about? Yeah, a couple of things come to mind. I think one is the most impactful gifts come from an intentional growing of the relationship between the donor, the executive director, and the organization. That relationship is a key, key relation or, or component of growing gifts and growing your overall giving, but also growing the giving from each individual donor. And just before we started uh, recording this uh, episode, I was talking to an executive director from an organization and they were, they were working uh, internationally and it was a small organization. And she was talking about how they were, they were about a thousand dollars a month under budget and they were, they were designed to be uh, uh, going on trips and taking volunteer teams. And that was where a lot of their revenue had come from. And obviously because of COVID for the last year, those, tri- those trips had all but stopped and that revenue flow had stopped as well. And so one of the things that we just talked about was just literally picking up the phone and calling those donors and sharing you know, this is what we're doing. This is where we are. These are the problems we're having. Um, this is thank you for your gifts in the past. And, you know, we really hope that you could be with us this year. And it was silence after I kind of went through how to do that. She goes, well, I could do that. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I think you can. And, and it was like, she hadn't thought about it. Yeah. Um, so just, just knowing how important that relationship is. So I'm just, I'm curious, what what do you consider an impactful gift? You know, that's a good question. And every organization has to just make that. It's kind of the same thing as what's a major gift. And every organization has to define that for themselves. For some organizations, you know, literally a $150 gift would be an impactful gift. For other organizations, it, it it's a thousand or 10,000 or a hundred thousand. So I think I have a, a, a very scientific method that I use uh, and I call it the Holy smoke rule. Uh, and the, and the Holy smoke rule goes, if you open an envelope and you pull out a check and your response is Holy smokes, that's an impactful gift. That's a major gift. That's uh, a great so one. <laughs> you just fill in the blank of, of whatever that level is for you. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, what else you have here for us? Another thing I think that just, just to be mindful of is that donors are not cash machines. They are, they're not the ATM machine. They are living, breathing people who have hopes and they have dreams and they have fears just like you and I do. And these are just people and even donors that can write, you know, five, six, seven figure gifts. They're still just individuals. And I think as a, um, you know, on one side of the equation, you can have executive directors that are, oh my gosh, I, I I can't even imagine calling a donor and sharing what we're doing. 
the other end of that spectrum is, oh, they're going to give, they'll give. Um, and taking that for granted. And I guess that's the point here is you never want to take your donor for granted. And you always need to be developing that relationship with them, caring about them, engaging with them. And as long as you're doing that, I, I don't think you run the risk of this. Just, you just got to be mindful that they're not cash machines. And then okay. the, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say that, you know, and it can be challenging sometimes, especially if you're in a situation where you are, you really need resources. It is so important to remember that they are people, you know, and, and the burdens that they're carrying, the things that they're thinking about are probably not what you're thinking about right at this point, you know? Right. And, you and know, so I, just seeing them as, as real people. Yeah. And as, as executive director, directors and leaders of our nonprofits, we get up at, you know, whether it's two o'clock in the morning or, or five or six, we get up and we think about this stuff all day long. And, and it, it's, we understand the importance of it and we know the meaning of this and we know the impact that these gifts will make, but our donors, they're not waking up at two o'clock in the morning and thinking about our organization. They're, they're not, they're thinking about their own problems. And so we just, we just have to remember that while our donors are, are passionate about what we're doing and they're really excited about what we're doing and the difference we make, it's, it's not their primary number one thing. Um, yeah. So it helps to just be mindful of that. And then my, my third thing is the deeper, the deeper that you develop your relationship with the donor, the closer you will get to the donor's maximum gift. So what do I mean by that? So if you have a donor that has the capacity to write a hundred thousand dollar gift and you are asking for a hundred dollar gift from that donor, you don't have to have a very deep relationship for that. You could probably send a letter or, you know, you don't have to have a deep relationship to get a hundred dollar gift. If their max gift is a hundred thousand, if you want a hundred thousand dollar gift, then which is their max gift. Well, brother, you better have a pretty deep relationship with that donor. Mm. And it doesn't make any difference if it's a hundred thousand dollars or 10,000 or a thousand, it, 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 the zeros don't make a difference. The concept is the same. The closer you get to the donor's max gift, the deeper the relationship has to be with that donor. So let's just, let's take another step then. So, you know, as you think about, uh, you know, deepening those relationships, you know, there are maybe some, some key skills or whatever. I think we might say here, Nathan, um, there, like you even said earlier, there are a hundred thousand systems and different ways to, to do things. And, and, um, we would always be happy to talk with you and give some ideas and thoughts, but really we're kind of talking about a laying a foundation for you to take some of those first steps. Yeah. So first one is this is an intentional process. This is not, this doesn't happen haphazard. It doesn't happen off the, off the cuff or it, this is something that you have to be really intentional about. It takes planning. It takes thinking time. Uh, this is why organiza big organizations, you know, the, your big hospitals, universities, uh, that's why they spend literally hundreds of thousands of dollars hiring professional fundraisers to, to do this stuff. This is not something that, that would be intuitive for most people. So it just takes time to sit down and carve out time in your, in your schedule 
to, to do these things. So I just, just know that you have to be intentional when you do this, when, when you're developing relationships with, with your donors. Second can I, is, can I just ask real quick, yeah. you know, in a sense that um, it, it, that's especially hard sometimes if this is an area that you're not confident in or you, or you struggle with a little bit and it's like looking at my schedule, I'm going to do the things that I feel most comfortable with usually but how important it is to just say, I've got to be intentional about this. I've got to put this, got to figure out a way to get this on my schedule and to actually execute on it. Human nature is to default to what you're good at, because usually what we're good at, we like to do, or, or maybe we like to do something because we're good at it. So I don't know if that's chicken or in the egg, <laughs> but you know, we default to what we, what we enjoy to do. And I actually have this same problem. I just default to fundraising because I, I enjoy it. Um, and so what I ignore is the, uh, financial reports, uh, cause looking at a spreadsheet gives me a headache <laughs> and, and I ignore the program reports because I, I care deeply about my organization and I care deeply about the output of what we do and the people that we help and the lives that we transform. I care deeply about that, but how that program actually operates I, I'm, that's not my hot button. That's not what gets me excited. So I would rather go call a donor and spend a half an hour talking to them. And then I get all these reports stacking up that don't get done. So I, I have to deal with the same thing. It just, I have to be, I have to be intentional about other areas right. instead of fundraising. Next one is, is authentic. And I think sometimes executive directors I've talked to in the past, they don't feel one of the reasons they don't feel comfortable is they don't feel polished. They don't feel like they know what they're doing. They don't want to be embarrassed in front of a donor. And, you know, nobody likes to be embarrassed in front of another human being. I mean, that's just human nature. I want people to know is you don't have to be polished. You don't have to be perfect. Authentic, being authentic will trump being polished every single time. Mm. And your donors are some of the most graceful people on the planet. They will give you a pass if you stumble over your words. If you are, you know, come off as being a, a tad bit awkward. That is that is not an issue. So don't let polish, being polished and being perfect keep you from doing this because one of the four things we're it is being authentic. Uh, yeah. it, it's a big deal. It's, it's partly just, it's being you, right? It's not being haphazard. It's not being dismissive, right? It's being who you are, not trying to put on somebody else's clothes in a sense on how you do it. Right. But it's approaching it just who you are. Well, recently here's, here's another example. I had a board member when I, re when I recruited the board member and we did the, we were talking about being on the board and what it meant. And he's actually a physician. And I, the thing, the topic of fundraising comes up and that's something all of our board members, we talk about fundraising and what their responsibilities are and what the expectations are and, and what they could bring to the table. And the remark was, Oh, I, I, I can't do that. I, you know, I can't, don't ask me to do that. I'm terrible at it. I, I don't have any desire to do that. And so what we talked about then was I, I wasn't asking him to, you know, make the final ask. What I was asking him to do was to go with me. Well, it's COVID, right? So to be on a mm -hmm. zoom call with me, to be on a phone call with me, ultimately to, to be able to go in person and visit with donors and share the stories, why this is important, how we transform lives, how we save lives. 
and, and to be that part of the equation. And he goes, Oh, Oh, okay. Perfect. I could do that. <laughs> so since that time I've had him on two calls and he has done fabulous. And so a lot of the times executive directors, when they tell the story of their organization, they do a fantastic job. They get cranked up. They've got the enthusiasm. They've got the excitement. And ultimately that is 90% of fundraising is telling those stories and sharing the, the vision and mission and why the organization is important. So if they can do it. They just have to know that they can do it. Uh, next one is uh, it takes time. I mean, this is a, this is a, this is an investment in, in, in time, energy, and effort. And sometimes I'll have uh, people come to me and say, well, we've got a, you know, name a, name a budget hole, a 5,000, 2,000, 10,000, 20,000, doesn't make a difference. We, we have a budget gap and, and we have to fix that. And we have, you know, seven months to do this. So help us figure out how to go to our donors and, and close this gap. And my response is, well, <laughs> you're gonna, you're probably gonna have to come up with some other way because it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. The the work that you put in and building these relationships, the work that you put in today and next week and next month will probably show up on next year's budget and the budget after that. It, it, it this is a long term investment in the future growth of the organization through in increasing your overall revenue. This is not a quick fix, short-term fix. My only caveat to that is sure. There could be a possibility where, you know, you may have a donor that's got some pretty deep pockets that you didn't know about. And you talked about your needs and they end up writing you a significant check. Hey, that happens. Uh, but you know, Luck is not a strategy. <laughs> you know, right. that, that'd be getting lucky. And, yeah. and it does happen, but this is a this is a long-term investment in time and energy to build your revenue over time. And so you have to go into it with that. One of the things to keep in mind with donors, donors can say no. And 99.82% of the time, uh, that's that's a scientific number. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not saying no to you personally. They're, they're saying no to something. They're saying no to the timing. They're saying no to the program. They're saying no, no, they, they don't have a passion for the organization at the level that you're asking. I mean, there's all kinds of different reasons why they say no, and we'll, we'll cover that on future podcasts, but very, 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 very seldom are they saying no because of you, the executive director. So don't take it personally. And a lot of times when you hear no, no doesn't mean no, not ever. It just means no, not now, not today. Yeah. My last thing is this has got to be a priority. The reason big organizations are big and they fundraise big numbers is because the leadership, the executive directors, the CEOs, the presidents, the vice presidents, they're spending 60 to 70% of their time fundraising. And I understand that if you're in a small organization and and by small, you know, under a half million dollars in budget, you're probably, you could be the only staff person there, or, or maybe there's only two or three of you or, you know, two staff people and three volunteers. And I get that. And you're doing, you know, everything from fundraising to accounting, to 
programming to emptying the trash can to, I, I get it. I, I get that. And so it's, it's unrealistic to think that you could spend 60 to 70% of your time fundraising, but I want you to understand that's how important this needs to be. It, even if it's, if it's 5% of your time, 5% of your time is better than 3% of your time. And, and that's how important it has to be because until you give fundraising the, the importance in your time schedule and your energy uh, capacity, you're never going to get the results you're looking for until you make it a, a primary important priority. Yeah, that's really, that's really encouraging. And, and I know that, so, you know, if you've come from more of a program focused position and all at once now you are the executive director, you are in charge of this organization. Sometimes that can be challenging because you were so passionate about the program and all at once you've got to now shift a little bit. And it's not unreasonable to think, as you mentioned, you know, 50, 60% of your time thinking about raising resources so that the organization continue to go forward and continue to have their impact. And that may be a shocker, you know, if you just stepped into it, but how, yeah. how important it is. Yeah. And I also think for executive directors that have been in the, on the battle lines for five, 10, 15 years, and you've been grinding it out and you're plateaued, you're tired. The, the organization, the organization's doing great work, but the, the growth isn't there anymore. Uh, these are also some things to just re rethink through uh, some of your fundraising time and 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 where you're putting your energies and and rescheduling. Reschedule is not the right word, but <laughs> just refocusing how you spend your time and the amount of emphasis that you put on fundraising can maybe get you unstuck and get you going again. So if you're new at this, find somebody who has experience with it. Find another executive director. Maybe not in your, maybe not in the same town. I don't know. Maybe competition, <laughs> but but find someone who seems to be doing okay with that, and say, hey, just help me understand. You know, what can I learn from you? I think finding models, examples of you know people that we can connect with is really important. Uh, Nathan, what we're trying to say today is that uh, you know our donors are absolutely critical to the success of our of our organization. It's going to take time and uh, to invest uh, energy and time into developing these relationships. Um, but you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it, it in the long run. It absolutely is worth it. And there's, I mean, I can't give you any, any, you know, if you spend X amount of time working with your donors and developing the relationship, you're going to produce I uh, or Y amount of, of revenue. I, you know, there's no equation for that. But 20 plus years of experience tells me the more time you spend investing in your donors and developing that relationship, it will pay great dividends. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership, helping you navigate the murky, tumultuous waters of nonprofit leadership. Each week, we bring you a mixture of encouragement, information, stories, and practical tools to make your journey just a little easier, more fun, and helping you make a greater impact in the world. Would you like a deeper dive into today's topic? Then come on over to the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership website, where you will find resources and tools that you can use. Plus, you can connect with Tim and me. We'd love to hear from you. 
So to all you executive directors and those aspiring to be one, see you next week. Thank you.